And what's better than one mask? Let's make them wear two. two. Here you go. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge. Your government thanks you for your participation. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm David. And I'm Wolfie. And Taco's not with us. Uh, here's a little clip I got to play. Kind of jump into it. We are at war with this virus. It is clearly a national emergency. And we are doing all we can. But it is critical that Congress does its part as well. We need Congress to quickly pass the American Rescue Plan to provide the funding we need to continue to scale up our vaccination program, as well as for more testing, more genomic sequencing, and more emergency supplies. And we must give families, schools, businesses, and state and local leaders the support they need to fight the pandemic. This will not be easy, vaccinating everyone in America is one of the greatest operational challenges we've ever faced. And we will not stop working until this mission is complete. <sighs> I know COVID's a, a hot issue right now. Everybody has taken their sides. <clears throat> and, I mean, you have to start off with, it's horrible if anybody dies. You don't want anybody to get sick. You don't want anybody to die. And I don't want to put a butt on that. But there you is don't. a... Uh, it, at some point, it, well, it, I mean, you got you've 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 got to let people live their lives, right? It's it's That's obviously just cut into two camps now. I mean, there's the people who want it to go away, and then there's obviously the people who don't want it to go away. If you know, not I always look at everything as trace the money, look at the money. Who's who's financially benefiting from whatever the issue is. Um, it, people will always error on the side of what's financially beneficial. If they have a choice to make and the two are pretty equal, they're always going to go to the, the money side. Um, and right now, if you're, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and, and in this case, it's going to, it's, it's the pharmaceutical industry that's going to benefit from this the most. Oh, definitely. You notice that they're talking about how they need to pass this COVID relief bill. Uh, and I'm sure there's probably something in there about sending money to the citizens of the United States of America. Two right. things for that. Uh, they didn't have a problem sending money all over the world just like that. Right. But when it comes to actually dealing with stuff here in America, the people that they are supposed to be represent. Hey, I'm the representative of the people in Southwest Virginia, and we need to get this done so I can take care of those folks. 
it's taken them forever to do it. And and then when they, they plan on, you know, oh, we're going to give you a thousand four hundred or two thousand dollars, whatever, some little drop in the bucket, and they're sending millions and millions of dollars all over the world. Right. How about you take care of your home first? And then once you get your house in order, start taking care of the rest of the world. That's not an unreasonable request, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, yeah. So far, we've had the two big ones are what Pfizer and Moderna. And uh, I think, uh, what's the the new one that just announced the other day? Um, I don't say Procter Gamble. That's not it. Uh, it may be. I can't remember. It's something like that. And it's the single dose one. Right. But they're saying with the single dose, it's only good for 12 weeks. So you mm-hmm. pretty much have to get one every season, every quarter. So you're you're right. getting it four times a year. But... So here's here's a little clip on Pfizer. The financial impact of the COVID-19 vaccine was front and center as Pfizer released its quarterly results on Tuesday. Pfizer expects to see a $15 billion bounce in sales this year from the vaccine it developed with its German partner, BioNTech. The drug maker is racing to deliver 2 billion doses this year as countries sign up for one of the first vaccines approved to combat a pandemic that has killed over 2 million people globally. The COVID-19 vaccine brought in $154 million in sales for the drug maker in the fourth quarter, but that was just a fraction of the roughly $12 billion in company revenues since the vaccine was only approved in the closing weeks of the quarter. Overall, fourth quarter profits came in below expectations, but Pfizer raised its full year guidance for 2021 due to the expected financial benefits from the vaccine rollout. As for fears, Pfizer's current COVID-19 vaccine won't work as effectively on new variants that have emerged. Pfizer says it is prepared to tweak the vaccine to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, so and with theirs, you know, you have to have, you know, the first shot and then the booster. There's what three, well, there's, three to four weeks saying, later. They're saying now that you got to get three shots. Yeah, Pfizer announcing it's planning to study whether a third dose may be needed after six months to twelve months to be more effective against variants. Yeah. So, uh, what's better than two, three? Of course. Yeah. It's yeah. getting it's getting to the point of ridiculousness. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion. I mean, I understand they're they're trying anything, or it appears that they're trying anything to see what works. Problem is, you know, like like we were talking earlier, hydroxychloroquine. Oh, you can't say that word out loud. You know, every YouTube will pull you down, and Facebook what will, will hydroxychloroquine. You, you just can't say it. <laughs> Facebook oh, will yeah. block it. Yeah. They'll uh, fact check. If you, you well, write anything on Facebook with yeah. hydroxychloroquine in it, they'll flag it and fact check it as false. No matter, you could say, I mean, it doesn't matter what you say. You could say it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an anti-malaria medication. Oh, this has been disputed. I have been able to post one thing about the chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine, and it came from the Virology Journal in 2005, in which they did a, a study. And it in the study, it said that chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine would be an effective uh, prophylactic and therapeutic use for SARS-CoV-2 type infections. Right. 
I mean, so the, the, these people, they're like, follow the science. We've got to follow the science. The science tells us this. I'm like, okay, here's the scientists are the science because this is a peer-reviewed journal. And if you don't know what that means, it means this group of scientists right here, they did an experiment. And then this group of scientists came along and they did the same experiment and pretty much got the same results. So if you're going to follow science, then hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine are, you know, what should have happened when this pandemic hit is our pharmaceuticals, instead of trying to develop a, uh, <clears throat> a, a vaccine, which, you know, that's great that they did that and they worked hard for that, is they should have started distributing chloroquine to the people saying, hey, we already know this is a, this can be effective. It's, this can help. And there are places around the world where you can buy it over the counter like aspirin. It's I mean, it's 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 safe. It's effective. Everything I've ever heard about it. it you know, they've they've given it to uh, pregnant mothers, nursing mothers, people with immune problems, immune system problems, older people, younger people, uh, <clears throat> everybody. And it's, it's a drug that's been around for 60, 70 years or so. And, uh, and I think probably one of the main reasons that they didn't want this to catch on is because it's been around so long and it's cheap right. to make. It's cheap. Yeah. That, I mean, that's if, if Trump never would have touted it, it, you know, who knows where it would have went, but no matter well, what he said, he... <clears throat> they they're going to shoot it down. <clears throat> I don't know what they gave the president when he went to Walter Reed Hospital when they said he had it. Yeah, but I just about guarantee that it was this. Yeah, I don't even remember, though I I don't I remember what they said. Story, <clears throat> but I pretty much guarantee it was this. One of the thing, one of the clips that you have in our show notes is a lady, a female doctor who prescribes it to a patient and within 24 to 48 hours, yeah, she's feeling better and, and ready, you know. Right. And most people, but like, she almost, but she almost got fired for that. And that's ridiculous. Right. See, that makes no sense. It, like I said, uh, um, Brandon Schaub talked about um, when he first tested positive, his doctor, um, the first question he asked him was, was he Republican or Democrat? What side was he on? And, you know, and he asked why. And he said, well, because he was recommending, you know, and he had been prescribing um, because he was having good results from it. Hydroxychloroquine to people. Now, it was real. It had to be real early on that you either weren't showing symptoms or your symptoms were still really mild um, yet to prevent it from getting any worse. Um and most of the studies that you see that the that the media continues to push, see, here's where they say there was no benefit or some of those. Almost all of them were using it on ICU patients. And at that yeah, point, yeah. it's not going to make that big a difference. No. And that's like, uh, it's like we were discussing earlier. That's like waiting until your patient is stage four cancer. Right. And then saying, hey, we're going to give you this, uh, this, this treatment over here. Right, but your stage four, so it probably ain't gonna help you. No, when you get cancer, they get on it right away and they start fighting it as soon as they realize that you have it. That'd be like because them doing 
That'd be like them doing now, waiting once once people or once you're in the ICU, then they give you the vaccine, and then yeah, we go okay. Point, we've done, we've done that a hundred to a hundred thousand patients, and there was no benefit at all. So the vaccine must not work. It's like no, that's not how it's designed. Yeah. Same, same way with this, it's it's much better as like a prophylactic to prevent um, and to hit it early. Yes. Um, and that particular uh, article in the Virology Journal was published in August 22nd of 2005. Yeah. So this is not new information. This has been around for this 2021, 15, 16 years. They've known about this. Yeah. Here we play a clip of that, that doctor. The next big lie... That the next big popular well-known lie was the maligning of this common, ordinary, cheap, safe medication called hydroxychloroquine. Those of you who have traveled abroad, who have taken mission trips, for example, or anybody in the military are quite familiar with this drug. Doctors would just give it out, you know, like candy. I know that I was going to take a holiday to Africa about 20 years ago, and I was a medical student at the time, and they just handed me the pills. Here you go. I never asked any questions. It was a big, fat, nothing burger (laughs) taking hydroxychloroquine. All of a sudden, we started hearing as doctors, even as doctors, that hydroxychloroquine was unsafe. You can't understand what's going on with the lies until you understand what an enormous lie this is. Hydroxychloroquine is over-the-counter in much of the world. It's taken in many African nations. They call it Sunday-Sunday medicine because you take it every Sunday, right? That's like its name, Sunday-Sunday. People keep it in their pocket the way Americans might keep a Tylenol in their purse. It's, it's, it's absolutely ordinary stuff. It was over-the-counter really in any country which had malaria or any country that had citizens that would visit malaria countries on holiday, it was over-the-counter. For example, it was over-the-counter in France. The only reason it wasn't over-the-counter in America is there just wasn't a consumer demand. Right? In America, we use hydroxychloroquine for two main reasons. That's lupus and rheumatoid arthritis, and also for malaria for people going on holiday. But generally, it's lupus and rheumatoid arthritis, and for those illnesses, patients regularly see physicians so they can get a prescription for it. That's why it was never over-the-counter here, not because it was unsafe. It's been FDA-approved for 65 years. We give it to babies. We give it to children. We give it to pregnant women. We give it to nursing mothers. We give it to the elderly, and we give it to the immune-compromised. Those last two categories take this medication for decades. There was never a pretense that it's not safe. That's the drug that you've been hearing about for nine months now, ten months, telling you it's unsafe. It's an incredible lie of incredible proportions. Once you understand that, you will be suspicious of everything that follows. So that's where I found myself. There I was in the emergency department, treating patients as they came in with COVID-19. And once we had the rapid test so I can confirm the diagnosis, my first patient, who I needed to give hydroxychloroquine and zinc to, I did it, and, and even knowing the kind of the controversy, I really didn't think twice about it. It, it. I don't know. It was fine. I gave it to her. I actually called her the next day. She was so much better. She herself got better within about 12 hours. In about 48 hours, she was essentially completely well. This completely matched what I had read in the scientific literature. I knew many doctors who had done this. I'd read many journal articles. And it, was com- it, was, it was completely consistent. What was really shocking and completely inconsistent was my medical director who calls me the next day and threatens to fire me for doing this this treatment it was it was I, I can't even tell you to the even as I describe this moment to you it's shocking to me I remember the case the situation the conversation I know most people will listen to that and still say no I'm not going to listen doesn't matter um, and then that's fine they 
they've got that right to do. It's their body. Right. You know, they can, they can take that, that position. But I also believe that if you're on the other side of the coin and you think that that's the way that you need to go, then you should be able to go in and speak with your physician and say, hey, look, you know, before I go trying any of this other crazy stuff, I would like to try this first. And if it doesn't work, then we'll, we'll, we'll look at other options. But I should be able, as a human being, to be and dealing with health issues in myself, to be able to say, hey, look, you know, this is the direction I'd like to All go right. in. If it don't work, we'll back up, we'll punt, we'll go, you know, we'll try something else. Sure, it should always, yeah, be between you and your doctor. <laughs> Politics exactly. never has a place in it. No, no. Freaking Joe Biden and everybody else, uh, all your elected representatives, they ain't got nothing to say about this. It's, it's like I said, it's between you and your doctor, period. Saw one other article. It was written. Let's see where his name is. Um, he was a director um, at John's Therer Cancer Center. Um, but he was he they did a study it was another peer reviewed journal um study in bmc infectious diseases that's what it said they uh and in that it was it was primarily used among people who are mild, mildly ill in in the early stages like we said um and that's some of the comments that he had made is that the data wasn't controversial not at all in, in scientific terms um, it was only controversial because it had become a political symbol. Because politics, um, yeah, right. exactly. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't what they wanted to hear, right? At that particular time, you know. So, yeah, we're trying to. We're, we've got this thing going on. We want to induce mass fear and panic, and for you to sit there and say, "Hey, look, wait, we got this over here. It's really a cheap drug, and it can be. It may be effective. We don't know for sure, but you know." That would be you. You you take the legs right out from underneath these people that want to you know take over the economy and and basically run people's lives. Think that they know better. Oh, I know you so much better how you should live your life than you do. Uh, no, you don't. But that, but that's what they think. I mean, everything comes well, sure down to this. That's. But like him, he even said that just getting the data published was a, a task because it's so political. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And but as the, the virology journal, like I said, August 22nd, 2005, right there talks about it. Right. Saying it could be a prophylactic and that you could, you could be taking it before you get infected and it will help you. And therapeutically you could take it. And after you have been exposed to it, help you get over the infection. I believe isn't, COVID or coronavirus, isn't that like the common cold? That's a variant of the it, common is cold. A, a, is a, yeah, the cold is a coronavirus. Yeah. So, so this is just, this, maybe this, this vaccine will help get rid of the cold, too. Maybe. Maybe maybe we have found the cure for the common cold. <laughs> they haven't yet, because actually I don't think they've ever... Um, in the past, this is the first time I think they've ever developed a vaccine for a coronavirus, any Maybe. of the any of the variants. Um, yeah. So, so if they did, which it appears they did, I mean, so far, um, I guess you throw enough money at anything, 
you can uh, yeah sure fix it and get the regulations out of the way right yeah you know so that and that was that was the big part yeah but but if you throw enough money at it you can get the regulations out of the way sure <laughs> sure yeah you can do that but a part of that story was uh um talking about the number of cases it says ever since coronavirus reached the u.s officials and citizens alike have gauged the severity of the spread by tracking one measure and that's mm -hmm. how many new cases are confirmed through testing each day yes. um and but they wrote however it's been clear all along this number has been understated greatly and there's a, a few reasons i mean quite a few reasons why um it says yeah. they they have uh um, on any given day, people who are newly infected or still infected is likely 10 times what the daily's official reported cases are. Um, so that's what they've always said that in this study that they felt that uh, you, you could 10x the actual confirmed cases that we have because so many people um, do get it. Um, and uh, or just asymptomatic and never know because they're never they never had a need for a test and mostly in the especially in the beginning when they were definitely telling no one to get tested unless you had, were showing symptoms and and we've been getting better at testing the rate of testing has really gone up I mean over the year that we've been doing it well it's coming up on the anniversary um, mm -hmm. it is and uh, so. But if, if our elected representatives actually did care about each and every individual that they're supposed to be representing, then in my opinion, like I said, this drug would have been made available to everyone in America. It would have right. been, you know, here's something. It may just be a stopgap measure. It may not be effective 100% for everybody, but the data that we have shows that it could possibly help. So here it is until we get something you know, further on down the road that maybe is more permanent or uh, here's something that may help. And and let people go ahead and, and make the determination on their own. Don't take it away from them. Don't, you know, like you said, it's all a political thing. And the, the reason it was political is because certain people in the government wanted to use this, I believe, to uh, push an agenda. Yeah. Plain and simple. Because... Uh because that's where they make a, a point in the in this article um, talking about people walking around with the virus who don't know it. Um, because technically, every single person that's confirmed case an hour before they were contested, were, they were walking around positive. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but uh, yeah, right now we're at... Uh, what I say looked up earlier, 27 million is what our confirmed is. So if you're, if what's that all over the world, uh, just the country, no, just the country in the U S <laughs> where, where we have 27 um, million confirmed cases. Um, and, uh, if they're saying that that's possibly a 10 X number, then you're talking about probably more like 270, 280 million have actually already had it over the year. One of the people that I worked with uh, last year, last not not last December, but 2019, yeah, December of that time, was out of work for, uh, <coughs> uh, I don't know, probably about a week, two weeks, something like that. 
And he comes back and I ask him, I'm like, hey, man, what's uh, what was going on? Do you have the flu or something? He's like, I don't know. He goes, I went to the doctor. He goes, I felt bad with the doctor. They said, uh, it's not the flu. I don't know what it is. Just go home and take care of yourself. Hmm. And he did. And he came back to work. That very well could have been a case right there of COVID. I don't know because right. I don't. At the time, they weren't testing for stuff like that. Right. So we so, don't know how many got they, missed early on. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, how many people did get sick and they're like, well, we don't know what it's not the flu or it's not, you know, this or that. So right. just go home and, and basically do a cold protocol, you know, drink lots of fluids, maybe take you some aspirin or something like that. And uh, I mean, the only you know. the only way to get an actual accurate number would be if we tested every single person in the country today. Yes. You run a the positive test or the, the regular test and the and an antibodies test. And you no, know, then you'd have an accurate number. But right now we're not we don't have an accurate number. So we go off of the trends that we see, you know, what is our confirmed daily. And that's what mm-hmm. but that can I mean that you know, anytime you mention when the the cases were going up, they were going up equally with the testing it, the more we test obviously the more you're going to have positive and people would say well that's not how it works it's, that's like saying if i don't if i'm pregnant but i don't take the test that mean i'm not pregnant no it's just because people are too dumb to understand an analogy but if there's a hundred people in a room let's say 50 percent of them are positive but we only test five of them we're going to say, well, only five people have it. That's not true. But let's say tomorrow we decide to test 10 more. Now we say, okay, there's 15 that have it now. Five from yesterday, 10 today. Does that mean more people had it? No, it just means we tested more. Because it's still the same 50 that had it. It's just that we're getting, the more you test, the more accurate you're going to be. So the, the, and right now we're where we were at the first of the year, just over 2 million a day is what we were testing now. Um, but at the first of the year, the numbers of confirmed positive cases has been dropping like crazy. Um, and then the, the, a couple of people that I've talked to about that as to why, and then they're using exactly what they said you couldn't use on the other side. They say, well, the only reason they're going down is because they're not testing as many people. I say, well, you said that's not how it worked. But they are, they are testing roughly the same number of people. We're still in the million eight to two million a day range. Is It, it fluctuates daily. Um, but we've dropped close to 45% of the positive cases a day from the 1st of January to now. I mean, it's, it's falling fast. Here's an example of one uh, CNN article that I read <clears throat> as to how the media likes to twist things around a little bit. And the article was written on February 2nd, so it was just last week. But the headline was, COVID-19 hospital- hospitalizations hit an all-time high. So it was like, what would you think if you read that headline? Well, I would think that, you know, things were bad. Yeah. You'd think that hospitalizations had hit an all-time high. What what they failed to say until you actually read the article 
when you go down and read the article, the all-time high that it hit was six weeks ago. And then it says the all-time high was six weeks ago or a month and a half ago. And then hospitals now across the country are starting to see a drastic drop in numbers. So the article doesn't match the headline at all. Now, there's the headline's still technically true. COVID-19 hospitalizations did hit an all-time high six weeks ago, but not now. So it's just another way that they like to twist the story. It got me to click on the title. It got me to click on it, and I read the article, and that's all the that's all the news cares about is it's just clickbait. You click and read. It's an eyeball so they can get an ad dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I just here recently, I was, I remember back, you used to, to go to the news sites and they would have an article and then there would be a place down beneath it for people to discuss what they had just read. Yeah. And that is now lacking. It's absent from, all your major news yeah. outlets, they don't do that anymore. They don't want you to discuss, you know, is this, or, you know, am I calling BS on this or, or this is a good article or this is a bad, they don't need, they don't want that discussion. They want to be able to say, this is what we want you to know. And that's it. Right. You know, dissenting voices. We don't want to hear your opinion or what you think about what I just wrote. Right. Now, just, there's just no, there's no room for that anymore. Now, some of their stuff on Facebook still has that they used to there for a while. They switched all their comment sections on their websites to where it was linking into their Facebook comments. And you had to actually have a Facebook account. And, you know, they were trying to cut out on, I guess, spam and just people just being horrible people. Um, and then the, I guess they eventually killed most of that because now it's all on Facebook, but like yeah. uh, the two big W was it WJHL and WKYT is the two big news ones here locally that I follow on Facebook. Um, and they're both um, eh, fairly left leaning, but the articles themselves aren't that much. It's the comments <laughs> that turn into, you know, it's a definite, well, it's an uncivil war um, where they're just battling over whatever the article was on. It's both sides just attacking the other side in the comments. So, I mean, if if you look at, well, are we um, actually closer to a, a nine or a ten times the confirm or positivity case rate in this country? above what our confirmed cases are. If so, then we're a lot closer to what herd immunity would be. Um, and that could be a cause for why the cases are dropping. I, do, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 most of them don't really have a, a main reason because it, they started dropping really before the vaccines, I mean, got pushed out. They were dropping like crazy. You know, you can't expect yes. a 40% mass <laughs> drop off of a 3% vaccine rate. Um, well, the, 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 the infection rate was up here and the, the death rate was high also. But then as the medical profession, you know, started figuring things out with this disease, right. that death rate just started 
going down ridiculously right. fast. They stopped putting people my, on ventilators. Yeah, and in my opinion, it's not necessarily how many people have tested positive with it. It's how many people have died from it. That's right. the more important number, in my opinion. Right. You know, and like I said, I think everybody in, in D.C. that didn't push for the chloroquine, I think they've got a little bit of blood on their hands because their decision, you know, who knows? It, it may have helped me if I had gotten it. And listen, in the same instant, if you had and went that route, it may not have helped you. But at least we would know. Right. But it should come down to us and our doctor making that decision. Yes. Making that decision without the politician. There shouldn't be, when you're in a room with a doctor, the only other person that should be in there is a nurse, not a politician. Yeah. Saying, oh, wait a minute, you can't do that. Oh, no, wait a minute, I can. And you're not supposed to be here, so get out. This has nothing to do with you. So a lot of areas are starting to open back up now. But uh, I was looking at the I think, overall charts. Um, when you compare from, you know, the, say the last six months, the graph, um, the overall, the country where it, it was on a steady climb, it bottomed out, I don't know, 1st of September, in the on the whole country and it just did a slow climb all the way up to pretty much it looks like january 6th that's what it was biden biden cured it he you know and after that it just fell off trump did say in the beginning one day it'll just go away so mm-hmm. um, yeah and it appears to me that the thing that has uh pretty much made it go away and made people change their attitude about all these restrictions is the fact that Trump's not in office anymore. Right. Well, that's I'm sorry, thing. but that's just the way it looks. I mean, you had the same information back when Trump was in office, but you're like, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do this. We're going to shut all these people down. We're going to make it to the point where they almost lose their jobs and everything else. And some right. of them have and, and lose their livelihoods and their businesses. But as soon as Biden gets in there and everything's cool, Hey, we're going to start, I think maybe we need to start doing in 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 person dining again and, and yeah. start getting back. We can't just keep doing this. We got to get the economy going again. And when you when you overlay the United States graph for the year with Florida's and California's and New York's, they're identical. They have the same valleys, the same peaks, the same the same top out points. Everywhere is the same. They've all fallen off the same it, since 1st January or 6th January. Um, the only difference is New York and California has been under some of the strictest, craziest lockdowns, especially California. Mm-hmm. And Florida oh, yeah. opened up September 25th wide open. They've been open this entire time. 100% capacity, all the restaurants, bars, gyms, clubs, everything. Mass mandates aren't. In Florida, there's well, I don't think there is a mass mandate in Florida, um, and that's what. Now there's still some people who wear masks because I mean people are still going to make your own decision, but DeSantos and he believes that it's up that. to the people to make their decision, and he says a, a right to work state, they should be able to make those decisions. And uh, here I think I got a little clip of him. Florida also led and continues to lead on protecting the livelihoods of our people. 
While so many other states kept locking people down, Florida lifted people up. We believe every job is essential. If you work in a restaurant, we have your back. If you are a hairstylist, we protect your right to earn a living. And if you are a parent, we ensure your kids have the right to attend school in person. Lockdowns do not work. School closures have been disastrous. Yet even today, we see across our country businesses shuttered, lives ruined, and schools closed. Indeed, in major parts of the country, students might not return to in-person instruction until the fall. Florida schools are open. Every Floridian has a right to work. All businesses have a right to operate. And Florida is better for it. Yeah, so, I mean, they've been open, like I said, since September 25th. So pretty much the last four and a half months, they've been open. And everybody, I remember when they first opened, the news was talking about how irresponsible it was, that they're going to kill people, that, mm-hmm. and that they were just hoping for this incredible, crazy spike so they could all say, see, I told you so, the lockdowns work, you need to listen, everybody needs to wear a mask, everybody needs to do all of this. But there's nothing different between them and the rest of the country. Um, like he said, they were, you know, their death rate per capita was, you know, better than the average. It's more of a problem for the older you get. Oh, definitely. So, so older people are have a higher chance of, of dying and stuff like that than your twenties and 30 year olds. So, yeah, not to say that there aren't 20 and 30 year olds that have, have they they've died from it. They they have, and that's a bad thing. But uh I really don't see why just because I'm me personally, I'm an older individual. I I'm not gonna ask them not to you know, hey, put your life on hold for me. Right. Because I'm afraid of this disease and I don't want to get it. So you've got to put your life on hold. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. That's that's ridiculous. Because we all take a, a, a calculated risk every day. Every every day we go out the door. Yeah. You get behind the wheel of the car, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, we could, like we said before, you could make every vehicle not go above 55 miles an hour. And that might save lives. Like if you want to really go that route. You can make you can put a governor on every vehicle so that you don't go above say twenty five. Yeah, and just take so your time. That, yeah, at that point, I'm pretty sure ain't nobody going to die in a car accident if you're doing twenty five miles an hour. Right. Put a breathalyzer on every vehicle that you have to go through to start it mm-hmm. to make sure you haven't been drinking. You know, but then again, put we, sensors on the front of it so just in case you know, so you don't run into people. Yeah. Well, they already have that. <laughs> well, I'm saying. You yeah. Know, I mean. That's why Tesla is going to rule the world. But but here's what Cal, in California, you know, because they're one of them that started opening back up. We, I mean, a lot of them are starting to open back up because the numbers are going down. And they're saying that they're going to go by the science is why. But here's uh, 
California is one of many states now lifting stay-at-home orders. We're seeing a flattening of the curve. Everything that should be up is up. Everything that should be down is down. Case rates, positivity rates, hospitalizations, ICUs. The governor said decisions on COVID restrictions would be based on science. But the Associated Press found some of the scientific data used to determine those restrictions in California was being withheld from the public. When asked why, state officials said the data would confuse and potentially mislead the public if made public. So, yeah, we're going to go by the science, but you can't see the science because you'll be confused because you're dumb. It's like magic. Exactly. Right. You're too dumb to understand the science, right. so we're going to interpret it for you. Yeah, which so means it's garbage. That means it's yeah. completely worthless. It's all political. Yeah, it is. They have to open up, and they got to the, get the numbers under control and down because Biden's in office. If, if, if death rate continued to rise and the cases continued to rise, I mean, Biden himself said that they were pretty much doing all they were they could do. Didn't what did he say that uh, not that he didn't say there's nothing more we could do, but what they were doing, the path that they were on would take months before any, you know, any changes happened. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the changes that they had done was not they hadn't made any changes it was all of it is just a continuation of what was already started um yeah if anything some of the areas have opened up more though with the lockdowns but as far as the uh they're they're still ramping up vaccinations but like they compared those before when they were comparing uh the numbers of trumps they weren't comparing um they compared the numbers of Trumps over the entire thing. Here's the average that they were vaccinating a day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the beginning, it was really slow. So if they were only doing... Yeah, because say, it, was, it, was, it was just first coming out. So right. the, you know, you got to get the supply chain going right. before you can get into full production and full vaccination mode. Right. And while, you know, it had come out when he was there that, you know, they hadn't ramped up to the point where they are now. Right. And that's just going to take time. So that's what they were like. So it was, it was, I was thinking they were saying that it was going to be, um, when he left office, they were at 10 million a week, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that's, but they, when they said it, they said that he was averaging 4 million a week. Because in the first couple of weeks, they were only doing like, they only did like a million or two million. It was like real, the slow rollout. But it's continually grown. Well, it hasn't grown any that much since Biden took office. It's increased a little bit more, but it wasn't like a, a hockey stick growth. It was just the same gradual growth. But they compared Trump's average to Biden's total now. To say, see, here's what he's doing, and here's where they were. Even though the, if you looked at the the finishing numbers, they were identical. Um, but it's just another way to twist the the number to make it look. Which, granted, either neither side has got the vaccines out as fast as they they should have. Um, but the way they're they're projecting it is that it's going to have to be an all or nothing kind of thing anyway that you know 
I think the percentage that uh, um, Fauci said was that we had to have a, a minimum of 70% of the population vaccinated for it to even work. Um, and, and here's the thing, speaking of the ever so intelligent Mr. Fauci, now he's saying that, and this has been going around for like the past few weeks, I'm sure, that even though you get the vaccination, you still can't not wear your mask. You've still got to wear your mask, which that right. just goes one more step to prove to me that this isn't about your health. This is about control. Right. Control of the individual. Oh, yeah, you went out and got you. That's good. You went out and got your vaccine. Good, good going. But you still can't take off your mask because you and this is because you may get it. And I'm like, then why did I have to get the vaccine? If I can still get it, why do yeah. I got to get the vaccine? Well, it's just so you won't get sick it's, from it. There's no that there's no guarantee I'm going to get sick from it if I do get it anyway. No, because like I said, there are people that walk around with it <laughs> and never show symptoms. Right. So that makes that even that increases my my you know distrust for this vaccine even more because now it's like you know. Right, yeah, because before they were this saying is, that it was about 80% that, that would get it and test positive would be asymptomatic. And uh, then this, with this vaccine, you can still get it. You're just going to be asymptomatic and still a carrier and still possibly spread it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think they even know. Um, and they keep talking, but if you're a pharmaceutical company, you know, you want it to continue. Like we're saying the, the, the one is going to be, if you have to do it every three months, every 12 weeks forever, because there's going to constantly be new, uh, variants or, uh, here was that uh, I got a Fauci clip. That yeah, I like it's new a, new strains. Yeah, here's a. We in the United States, as I mentioned in a speech I gave a couple of weeks ago to the World Health Organization Executive Board, that we are back on the global scene. We re-entered into our arrangement with the WHO, and we are part of COVAX. So I just want to remind people that this is a global effort, and the more we get the virus controlled globally, and we will be part of that process as part of the global community, the better off we will be. Because I've said it many times, and I'll close by saying it again. We have to be concerned about the mutants. See, it's all Wanda's fault. We have to be concerned about the mutants. It's them daggone mutants. That's right. Here's another little clip. Experts say life won't get back to normal until the majority of people have gotten their COVID-19 shots. So that means we should be living life like we have the last year. Limited gatherings, social distancing, and masks. In just a few days, the thousands of people who waited in these lines in Lee County will get their second doses. And they couldn't be happier. It's a relief. It's a relief. But experts say our lives won't change much after the second shot goes into our arms. I think you still have to be careful. I, I, a lot of the stress is gone, but it, you still have to be careful. I know that we'll still be living in masks for, well, I don't know, maybe another year. 
knows. FGCU's director of the Physician's Assistant Program, Robert Hawk, says we'll all need to be cautious for a few more months because not everyone will be protected against COVID, which means masks and our six feet of social distance will still be our way of life. Because while they may not have it, it's possible they could be carrying it. And you still need to be able to protect others around you. So despite getting the vaccine, you can still spread COVID-19. I just think um, until everyone is vaccinated, it's just not a good idea to change our behaviors at all. Yeah, so. And it's going to lead to requiring a third shot, a fourth shot, a booster. Here's the new variant. By the time you complete all your boosters for this year, it's Two time masks, to, three yeah, masks. Yeah, it's going to start. Masks. So let's say you're Pfizer or you're any of these big pharmaceuticals. I mean, there's obviously a financial benefit for your company for this mm-hmm. to, uh, for you to all save the, the world. Yeah, continue, continue, continue. So if you're CNN and, you know, some of your biggest ad dollars come from the pharmaceutical companies. So where where is your I know that the that the 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 storylines are not supposed to mix with the ad office but you know if you if you work for CNN and you start to write a story that would be slamming one of these pharmaceutical companies I imagine your editor is going to shut you down <laughs> and say uh maybe you better go find something else to write about and I don't know, but I may have said this already once in this broadcast, but the I think one of the reasons that they shut down the chloroquine and the hydroxychloroquine alternative is the fact that it is cheap and easy to make. Yeah. And if it's if it's cheap, they're not going to make big money on it. And so therefore they've got to discredit it so that they can now, you know, push this brand new vaccine we just came up with and charge a lot of money for it. And if you're a part of the government paying out spending you know if if i give you five dollars to run and pick something up for me at the store here's my tax dollars here's my five dollars that i hand you and you go to the store and spend on what i wanted you to spend it and come back and i get to see what you spend it on it's a lot easier to track and keep up with but if i give you 50 trillion dollars and say, here, go buy this and this and this and this and come back. If you skim a little here and a little here, it's a lot easier to, to hide where some of that spending. You bought your buddy a, a drink at the counter. You bought this. You gave this person this. And all, all your friends are going to you know, get little kickbacks and little payments. You, and, you took a little bit out and put in your retirement account. Yeah, I got to wet my beak, so, too. So, Yeah, exactly. So. Or maybe you used it to purchase a property that, you know, you not to say that, you know, Bernie Sanders has done that, but he's the probably the richest communist (laughs) I've ever seen. You know, I mean, he's got like, what, three properties that he lives in and he's like a millionaire. Yeah, he used to Mm. he used to complain and call him, you know, about how horrible it was. The millionaires and the billionaires. Um, But then once he became a billionaire, he stopped. Slamming the millionaires, and now he only says about the billionaires. So, exactly, because um, now he's in that class, right? He, you know, he he uh, he sold his principles so that he could make money. And I'm pretty sure that if once if he sells enough of his principles, then he gets into the billionaire class, he'll quit talking about them too. Yeah, 
I saw an article. It was uh, <clears throat> some new specifications for wearing your mask at the CDC, some guidelines that they had. It was just kind of funny. Um, they said you don't have to wear your mask if you're unconscious for reasons no, other than other than sleeping. Um, so I guess if you're sleeping, should you wear your mask? Uh, it sounds like you're, that's what they're yeah, saying. It said for reasons other than sleeping. Or if you're incapacitated or unable to be awoken, others should remove the mask if you, know, if you have one on. Um, it also permits, if you're experiencing difficulty breathing or feeling winded, to remove your mask temporarily. Um, mm. And they also said that's if you're so vomiting... Nice you should remove your mask until the vomiting ceases, and then you replace your mask. I'm pretty sure that if I'm puking, I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> Heck, I don't. If I'm not going to work, I don't wear anything. If I'm just out running around, I don't wear anything at all. And I go into stores, uh, and it's not that I don't care about people. I do care about people, but uh, this is just gets gets ridiculous. It's it's been ridiculous it continues to be ridiculous you know just on the surface of it you know first it was one mask now they're talking about maybe two masks would be better and then you know who knows another couple months down the road it's gonna be three or four masks and maybe you should just like put your head in a plastic bag and you know (laughs) before it's all over with you know to make sure that you keep stuff away from you here's biden's uh, opinion on it the brutal truth is it's going to take months before we can get the majority of Americans vaccinated, months. In the next few months, masks, not vaccines, are the best defense against COVID-19. And I would would challenge him on that, and I would say that more than the masks would have been the hydroxychloroquine, would have been the best thing to do. Because maybe that would have saved some lives, whereas masks aren't going to do that. Right, but if you but say actually, that out loud, that'll get you pulled off social media and everybody thinks you're a, a Nazi and a racist, and a, which I don't know how any of that uh, attaches, but you are. Um, yeah, exactly. You're a science yeah. denier um, because I don't know what science they're saying denies it because all the studies that you can find now, even some of the news articles now, since Trump's out of office, CNN actually ran a positive hydroxychloroquine article that maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought in the beginning or, you know, well, don't like you mean you said, maybe it wasn't as bad as you told us it was in the beginning? Yeah, It's all about pushing fear. And yeah. if you, if you've got a, a relatively cheap medication ready to go to fight this, then you're not going to be able to drive fear the way that they want to. Right. And that's in, and I hate to say it, but that's what this is all. I believe that's what this is all about is they're pushing fear saying, because when you get people afraid enough, they'll agree to just about anything so that they won't be afraid anymore. Yeah. Well, they just and keep telling like, you all kinds of different things. Do it this way. Mm-hmm. Do it this way. Go here. Don't do this. Do this. Do it. It's, it's, it's the Wizard of Oz. Oh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You know, just keep <laughs> yeah. looking at this as long as we can keep right. you distracted. So if you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective. And that's the reason why you see people either double masking or doing a version of an N95. Okay, and so you've got two masks on now. It's harder to breathe through two masks, 
So more of the air is going to start coming in from the sides. Yeah. That's where you're going to be, because you're not going to be drawing it straight through the mask anymore. It's going to be coming in through the sides. So how is that any more effective? Now you're just... I think I have an actual doctor saying that, too. <laughs> uh, in terms of the using the face cloth coverings, doubling them, actually, we need to be very careful about that. That may actually be counterproductive, not helpful. Uh, we know, and I'm not an aerobiologist, but uh, we know that, in fact, they may actually impede the movement of air in and out, and causing it to actually escape in the big crevices between the cloth and your face. That's a bigger problem, not a lesser problem than one. But even Fauci, after he said the common sense thing, when he even come back on the double mask. There are many people who feel, you know, if you really want to have an extra little uh, bit of protection, maybe I should put two masks on. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's no data that indicates that that is going to make a difference. And that's the reason why the CDC has not changed the recommendation. But if you yeah, don't wear two masks, then you're still a science denier. But the thing of it is, is they've they've went all over the place on this. When it started off, it was like, don't wear the masks because we got to save the mask for the doctors. No. And now it's wear the masks. And now it's you know, and it's gone gone beyond just wear one mask. Now they want you to wear two two masks. Yeah. You know, and what next week, next month, it's going to be where oh, we got to put three on now because just one's not enough. You got to have one here. You got to have one covering over here, and you got to have one covering over here. So now you've got pretty much the whole part of your face here covered with something we all just need know. little pods that we can put on that's just like a little blow up bubble ball that that hangs off of our head that just Maybe. drapes our entire body and then you can stick your arms through the little blow up thing through the and the air, the bubble air blows constantly down yeah so that you know you get oxygen to breathe but it's also constantly blowing down so that nothing can actually come up into your area right. Kind of like the air curtains yeah. at Walmart. Exactly. It's, it's blowing everything out and away from you. Yeah. But, I mean, in in all seriousness, though, but when they deal with these things inside of a, 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 a laboratory, they're in a bunny suit, and they've got, you know, a mask. They've either got their own oxygen supply running to their bunny suit, or they've got some kind of, like, charcoal mask to filter so that nothing but air comes through yeah. when they're actually working with these things. So if that's the, what they have to do to stay safe inside the lab, working with these supposedly deadly viruses, or then they are deadly viruses, uh, then why would a piece of paper cloth mask? <laughs> I know. How's that going to, you know, I mean, it I mean if, if the sense. goal is only to keep me from spitting on you, then I say, yeah, that works. Yeah. But I think there's a lot more to it than just spitting on you. Yeah, there is. Or I say, how about I just don't spit on you? How about we don't get close enough that to where know, we spit where we other. spit on each other? And that's just that's just common sense. You just don't go around spitting on folks because you know. I mean, I mean, it can get you hit. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't like being close to people. Period. Let alone, you know. So the whole social distancing, you know, I'm a pro at that. I've been doing that my whole entire life. But yes, very few people do you do. Yeah. Socialize with and let get yeah. close. That is true. So <sighs> we need to move on to Mr. Biden. You know, we have to throw a little Biden in here for everybody who loves Biden. Um, oh, he's such a sweet man. Yeah. He uh um 
you know, in the beginning, well, I'll just play this little clip. It's kind of a, um, you know, we, we've all heard the $2,000 stimulus. So here it is. If you send John and the Reverend to Washington, those $2,000 checks will go out the door. We will be able to pass $2,000 stimulus checks for the people next week. We'll deliver the $2,000 stimulus checks. And that begins with the $2,000 stimulus. When you send me and Reverend Warnock to the Senate, we will pass those $2,000 stimulus checks. You send me and Reverend Warnock to the Senate, we will pass those $2,000 stimulus checks. They will make decisions about whether we give people a $2,000 check. We need to pass $2,000 stimulus checks for the people. We're getting people the $2,000 in relief, direct payment. Congress should pass $2,000 checks. President-elect Biden and Democrats are all... I'll go ahead and stop it. There's another two minutes of that. Mm -hmm. They kept pushing. $2,000. It'll go out the next week. We'll sign up too. We've got control. We'll get it through. And then as soon as they're in there and in control, it's like, oh, we didn't mean $2,000. You already got six hundred. We meant fourteen hundred more, maybe. We'll see what we can do. So, yeah. After after, after we make sure yeah. we take care of everyone else on the face of right. the planet, then if we've got something left over, we might actually send some to you. Right. But don't hold your breath. Right. I mean that that's pure one hundred percent bait and switch. <laughs> I mean, sure I don't, it is. So I don't know. Sure it is. But. Uh, it's it's and then uh, but it's it's also playing to the lowest common denominator the people right, at yeah. all they're just you know i'm just out to get what i can if he can buy and, your vote for two thousand dollars your vote didn't matter anyway because you weren't you making a, a wise decision no you so um, yeah, if you can if you're if you're selling your vote yeah you probably don't even need to be voting right for that matter <laughs> Because then it just comes down to, well, who's going to give me the most stuff? You know, that's, and that's who I want to vote for. That's what a lot of people vote for. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, Biden's new uh, press secretary, Jen Psaki. Psaki has got a P in front of it. I heard a funny clip, um, which we can't make fun of people anymore. You know, it's a horrible thing. You can't make fun of people. But uh, not that this is really making fun of her, but it's uh, I heard it and I thought it was funny Um, because she spells it with a P P P-S-A-K-I, but it says it. And I don't understand this. You can't make fun of people for being uh, because of disabilities. You can't make fun of people because of their place of origin. You can't make fun of people because of any kind of deficiency in their life. Are they trying to drive comedians out of business? Right. Well, that's what is I was going to say. Is? You can't. You, you tell me a joke, and I'll tell you who offend, who it offends. There's not a joke you can say without offending somebody. Um, somebody, yeah, somebody out there anyway. Yeah. But here, here's Jen Psaki. Psaki, I say. Is it Jen Psaki? No, I think it's Saki for real. Is it Saki or Saki? What is it with letters that don't actually Saki. have a purpose? I don't know. And I'm sorry. It's a P. Yeah, she has a P in there for purpose. <laughs> See, that's just funny. Sad, yeah, it is. But uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, here's a good uh, uh, Biden clip that everybody was talking about this week, too. Sure. So there's not going to be any delay on the tax increases. No, well, I got to get the votes. I got to get the votes. That's why, you know, uh, the one thing that I, ha- I have this strange notion 
We are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus. Got to take a quick break. We'll be- um, he signs 48 executive orders in his first two weeks. Yeah. So, um, he signed more executive orders than days he's been in office. Yeah. And by his own definition, he's a dictator. Yeah. Now he said, now I'm not getting, I'm not signing new, you know, things. He said, I'm just eliminating old policy or bad policy, um, from Biden or from Trump. But, uh, if you go through and break them all down, most of them, there are, there are a few that were Trump things that he's just eliminating. Um, but that's not Hmm. the majority of the majority of it is just new things that he's just pushing through. And some right. of them are just crazy. Well, I mean, you know, he had to kill the pipeline. That's 11. Yeah. That's, I think they said 11,000 jobs on the pipeline. But it's going to be more than that because all the infrastructure that goes into keeping those people working on that pipeline, there's going to be people in that, you know, that chain of, of supply that gets to those people that may lose their jobs because right. now they don't have to, you know, do these things. And then and all the little bitty communities that the pipeline flows around and through that now those workers aren't going to be there. And so these little stores may dry up, you know, yeah. these little mom and pop operations are gone because. Yeah. There's you know, because, a lot of secondary. I mean, there's a lot of secondary yeah. jobs that that eliminates too. It's kind of like oh, here, yeah, sure. here in Harlem when the coal mines shut down around here, it's not just the coal miners that lose the jobs when the majority of the income is the working people in this area is from coal when they spend their money in the stores and the restaurants and everywhere else that all gets affected too but uh yes it does um that i I didn't pull it but i had a good clip heard a good clip uh one of the news reporters was uh asking miss pasaki um about that about when are the when can they expect because they promised them when they eliminated that, this was prior to the election, when they when they eliminated it, because they said they were going to do it, people up there still voted for it. I have no idea why, but voted for him um, when he told you that's what he was going to do. But uh, when they asked, um, you know, they promised them they would replace those with good, high-paying union, you know, green jobs. And that's what the reporter asked them, um, asked her, well, when can they expect these high paying union green jobs? And she's like, well, we have this plan. And, you know, she's going through all this political futuristic down the road year plan. And they're like, Mm -hmm. these people need money today. They don't have jobs. They have groceries to buy. What are you going to do for these people today? Well, we can do this and we'll, you know, they had no plan. It's, no, they didn't. It's because the people didn't they, matter. It was no, eliminating I, what they needed my, to eliminate for. My, my agenda matters. That's right. what matters. I don't care about how it affects the little people, the little smelly people. I don't care how that, you know. And here's the thing. What's more green, a pipeline or, you know, transporting? Because that all is still going to come. Right, it's still going. And, it's still it's still being transported over highways and trucks. It's still being put into train cars and 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 shipped on rail from Canada down to the Gulf area. 
So which is which is greener? All those trucks and trains, you know, spewing diesel, right. or just taking the oil out of the ground and putting it in the pipeline and pushing it down to uh, to the Gulf area? Yeah. Which is, in my opinion, and that this is just me, but I mean, if you're not having to, you know, if you're taking, you know, I don't know how many trucks carry that oil and how many you know trains are carrying that oil, but if they're not having to do that now then I think you've just eliminated a huge piece of, you know, pollution by sending it in the pipeline. I mean, I mean, am I, am I stupid in believing that? No, I mean, it it makes sense to me. Come from the pipeline. I mean, I don't understand uh, their logic in, in some things. No, I don't either. Well, no, actually, like I said, like we've said with the, uh, stuff, Follow the money. So right. who is it that has the contracts to, you know, that runs the trains from Canada down south to the Gulf area where all the refineries are to make oil? Who has that contract? That's the person that is going to benefit from the fact that there's not going to be a pipeline because when there's a once the pipeline's in place, that individual, whoever it may be, whatever company it may be, is not going to be making as much money moving oil. Because most of it's going through the, or a big portion of it's going through the pipeline. Right. So whoever that is, that's who this, uh, that's who this, that's who Biden's paying off by shutting down the, uh, by shutting down the pipeline. Whoever, I don't know who it is. I've heard some people say it might be Warren Buffett. I'm not sure. You know, and if it's not him, I apologize. But there is someone out there that has that contract Somebody. to move that all. Yeah. And Here. that's the person that they're paying off right now. Here, here was Biden. Here's one of Biden's answers. This is an older answer. But. Anybody who can go down 300 to 3,000 feet in the mine, sure and hell can learn how to program as well. Give me a break. Anybody who can throw coal into a furnace can learn how to program, for God's sake. Yeah, just learn to code. You're fine. No, you were, you, you, yeah. know, you liked your high paying coal mining job. Um, but just learn to code. That's the answer. Um, exactly. Um, but then all of a sudden you're going to, if, if, if you do just push all these miners out and they all learn to code, now you're yeah. going to have all these people that know how to code and not enough jobs for them to actually use that skill. Right. Plus because of a glut of, of coders, the price for, Paying for coders is going to go down because they're they're a dime a dozen now. Yeah. So coding's not going to be that good high paying job that you were you know because heck, it, all these thousands of coal miners have went out and learned to code, and mm-hmm. so and now I I don't have to you know so what if you've got a degree this guy over here can do the exact same thing and I can pay him less and so now that's going to just drive the wages down. Miss Pasaki, she uh. Um, she's no, uh, Kaylee McEnany. Yeah. She was, she was just amazing. She had her little she binder, was. every when single thing they to- threw at her. She nailed, she was boom, boom, yes. boom. She would flip right to it. She had an answer. She mm-hmm. never was, she uh, Miss Pasecki's not quite as thorough. Here's a, no, she has a, not. she has a little quote that, uh, is turning into a meme now that, uh, <laughs> 
I can, I'll circle back if there's more I can share with you. But I'll circle back with you if there's more to convey. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We can circle back with I'm, I'm happy to circle back with you. I can circle back. Uh, I will have to circle back on that one. That's an excellent question. Oh, such an important question. Uh, we will circle back with you and we'll, we'll circle back with you. It's an interesting question, but uh, we'll, we'll circle back. I'm happy to circle back, but I'll have to circle back with you on it. It's a good question, but we'll circle back with you on this today. We will certainly circle back with you more directly. Uh, I hate to disappoint you, but I will have to circle back with you on that as well. See, even she was getting to a point that she knew it was becoming humorous that she says it yeah, so Yeah, well, much. I mean, there's so much circling back, I'm getting dizzy. Right. You know, and that's just they want to talk about. Oh, Mr. Biden's going to run the most transparent, you know, administration in history. But you can't get an answer out of his press secretary out of right. you know questions. She, Whereas, like I said, McElhaney, when she came out to do a press conference, she was prepared. Here's the questions, you know, and here's the answers, you know, that more than likely, like I said, she brought out a binder. She was ready to go. She was ready to talk to these people and answer their questions. Whereas she's not that, and that's just another way. Right. She's, of, uh, she's just not prepared. Not having, trans- not having right. transparency. Right. Because if you're not, you know, if you're not actually answering people's questions. And she, uh, the other day there was one, <clears throat> he had, he had signed a, an executive order that more earlier that morning. And, uh, she, she was doing a little press conference that afternoon and they had, uh, one of the reporters had asked her a question about the executive order that, uh, he signed. And, uh, she didn't know anything about it. She didn't know what it was. She, she had to circle back, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. So it's almost like she's trying to she's in the wilderness and there are people <laughs> pursuing her. And so she keeps circling back on her track to try to throw people off yeah. her her trail. That's what it's that's what it sounds like to me. Well, we're gonna circle back and you know. And but, but it is. That's just a way of not having transparency. They did just, ask her about, you know, with the GameStop. That GameStop stock last week and, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of the, the Wall Street bets and all of that going on. Um, here, here was her answer. Uh, somebody asked her a question about what their plan was, if they were doing anything. I was concerned that. about the stock market activity we're seeing around GameStop um, and now with some other stocks as well, uh, including the... The subsidiary or whatever the, the company that was uh, Blockbuster, um, and have there been any conversations with the F- SEC about uh, how to proceed? Well, um, I'm also happy to repeat that we have the first female Treasury Secretary and a team that's surrounding her, and often so we got a female Secretary Treasury Treasury Secretary. Secretary. Um, so uh, basically, I, basically, I'm not going to answer your question at right. all, and I'm going to point you to this. Yeah, I'm going to remind you. Did you see we gave it to a woman? Yeah, we get women. We got women, in it. and we all know why Mr. Biden has so many women in his administration is because yeah. he likes sniffing them. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Here's another one of her clips that she got in a little. Well, I won't say she got she got in a little heat over whether the president has made a decision on keeping or keeping the scope of Space Force. Wow, Space Force. It's the plane of today. Um, so yeah, she uh, she didn't show any of those uh, military people any respect. No, none so, whatsoever. Um, so they asked her about it the, none ne- the next day, you know, because of course she got attacked for it. Um, well, she, as as and, well, she and, should be. Yeah. So she uh, she sent out a tweet to apologize, like the night 
of. And then the next day they ask her about it. Jen, uh, the top Republican on the House Armed Services Committee is asking you to apologize for some of the comments that you made yesterday in the briefing room about the Space Force. Will you apologize? I did uh, send a tweet last night. You may not all be on Twitter. Maybe they're not on Twitter. That said, we invite the members of Space Force here to provide an update to all of you on all of the important work they're doing. And we certainly look forward to seeing continued updates from there. Yeah, sure. Doesn't sound like a very sincere apology when it sounds to me like she's questioning their intelligence as to whether or not they're on Twitter or not. Right. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm not sure if the people in the military actually know how to use Twitter, but I put an apology on there for them to look at if they actually know how to do that. (laughs) That's what it sounds to me like she's saying. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just it's just like it's an apology with an insult built into it. Or the the facade of an apology that is actually an insult. Right. And uh, <clears throat> moving on to the uh, impeachment, Trump's second impeachment trial. You know, um, you know, his lawyers have been arguing um, because one of the big things that they they're pushing, even though, you know, and I tried finding audio of his full speech. And I normally can find everything on the internet. Mm-hmm. I could not find anywhere full audio. Everything was clipped, clipped. I found a couple that were pr- pretty large chunks, mm-hmm. um, but almost all of it, when you would find it, it was in a news article or you know a news story on something. And almost all of it was little teeny clips all you know, completely pulling it out. Um, so I was trying to find the full um, clip, uh, you know, because. Uh, well, and, and you're not, because if you were to actually play the entire right. speech, it would exonerate him. Right. And they don't want to do that. Right. See, he. Because, you know, Orange Man is still bad. Right. He, uh, um, you know, even though he said to, we're, we're all going to, you know, walk down to the Capitol and then he'd walk and peacefully protest and let, let your voices heard. But because he, he made the, the, he did say, uh, that we need to fight like hell because he, he, the, his lawyers are arguing that when he said fight, he was saying in a figurative sense, you know, that's how we speak. You know, when you're giving Mm -hmm. a speech, you use hyperbole sometimes and, you know, things like that mm-hmm. but uh right. um but uh in the the house the house's article impeachment specifically specifically lists a quote using the word fight um if you don't fight like hell you're not going to have a country anymore and that's what they're saying that's evidence that he incited violence so i did find this clip though on a fight like hell clip um of all Democrats, not that I want to lean on a side, but, you know, I am. In the Senate, Democrats are going to fight like hell to make this a reality. I want the people of Pennsylvania, the people all across this country to know that we are going to fight like hell to protect your vote, to secure your vote, and to make sure that your vote is counted. 
Well, I'll tell you, I'm confident that we're going to fight like hell to make sure they can. We are going to fight like hell to make sure that everyone who wants to vote can exercise that right to vote. This election is coming whether the president wants it or not, and we're going to fight like hell in Congress to make sure that the mail still works. Today, Biden's VP Kamala Harris told supporters in a fundraising note that it is time to, quote, fight like hell to protect the Supreme Court following the passing of late Justice Ginsburg. That legacy of rights needs to be continued. I'm going to fight like hell. Speaking for myself, I'm going to fight like hell. Aaron, we're going to fight like hell. The reforms, we're going to fight like hell to get those reforms in. I, and I know many other senators and members of the House, will fight like hell to make sure that we act and act as soon as possible. I just have one thing to say about the next eight days. I'm going to fight like hell. We need a president who will go into the White House and will fight like hell. All of that was only figurative, though. Yes, of course. Yeah, when because, they do it, like I said, it's it's a, it's a huge freaking double right. standard. Because Trump, when they Trump do supporters it, okay. aren't intelligent enough to understand figurative speech. Exactly. So, and and like, like I said, if that you hold your if you hold your up to your own standard, if that's if the standard is him saying the word fight is inciting violence, then them saying it is also they're trying to do the exact same thing. And what I don't understand is that back in 2018, when people were upset over Kavanaugh being appointed to the Supreme Court, they went in and they tried to get into the Supreme Court and they were bashing on the doors and stuff like that. And I believe they actually did get into the Capitol and were in there threatening people. Uh, Those people, Nancy Pelosi said, it's the people's house and they have a right to be here. What about these uh, these people? Do they not have a they're, they're, they're American citizens? Maybe I don't know, but they may not be. But supposedly they are. Do they, it's still the people's house, ain't it? Do they still not? Do they not have a right to be there? They're, but there again, another uh, startling example of the hypocrisy of the left. Oh, you can't do this. You're a Republican. You can't do this, but we can because we we care so much for you. All right. No, I mean I think nobody should have went in the Capitol. I mean, they're, yeah, they they, uh, they shouldn't have busted anything. Now, if if an officer is holding a door open for you, and you want to walk in, I don't see a problem with them walking in. Um, no, but, and, I, and some people were actually saying that they were doing that, right? Um, and in certain areas, there were. Um, and then, of course, that that's because they say some of the officers were uh, corrupt. Um, they're on mm. the, they're uh, they're not loyal to the cause, so that's why they've been doing. Uh, um, well, I mean, isn't there an observation gallery over where Congress is at? Can you not go in and observe the your representatives doing their job? Uh, yeah, on yeah, the we floor. Yeah, I've been in there. Um, we've yeah, gone so, in and watched. Yeah, okay, there you go. Um, there, it should be open to the public. Yeah, you know, now, what is it you, they say you, about sunshine it's, laws? It's, it's kind of like strict walking in. There, you have to go through, you know, all of the security and I get there's that. procedures Metal detectors to it. And right. whatever else. And yeah. I get um, it, but still, it's there, and it very well should be. And like I said, people should be allowed to go in right. and and observe what's going on. It's their government. You work for me. You're up there representing me. I'm not your subject. You are my representative. Right. You working for me. You're up there supposed to be, you know, doing what's best for me and for the people that live here and in, in where I'm from. Problem, not the other way around. Right, but I'm the problem is as soon as, as, soon as people sure started busting stuff, 
Yeah, that's, that's all of I'm all about. of the non-violent people should have put their hands up, go, oh, I'm out. Just turn around and go home and leave. Yeah, and leave. I'm, I'm done. And then you'd have had the, you know, of the three or four hundred thousand that were there in D.C. and the hundreds of thousand that were on the at the uh, speech area, you know, cup two miles away. And then of the thousand or so that actually made it to the Capitol, and then the few hundred that, you know, couples of hundreds that actually got in and did damage. Um, you're well, still according talking- to their own timeline, Trump was still on stage speaking to people when the people outside the Capitol had already gotten through the first barrier. Right. Yeah. So he didn't, their way- he didn't incite going- any of those people. No, he did not, because they were already on their way in. Right. Now, he didn't incite them. I've heard a few people say, yeah, he didn't incite them that day. It was all of the rhetoric that he spewed the weeks leading up to it. And it was like... Okay, so there, there again, why aren't we holding people like Maxine Waters accountable? Right. Because she got up in front of a group of people and said, hey, when you see people from this administration out at restaurants or at gas stations, you get up in their face and you make a scene. Right. And you tell them that you're not wanted around here anymore. Should she not be held accountable for her stuff that's been going on? And, you know, Nancy Pelosi is saying, well, I'm, you know, I think there should be protests in the streets. You know, I'm surprised that there's not more. It's double Back speak. during last summer. Double it's think. Double speak. Yeah. yeah, they want to talk out of both sides of their mouth at the same time. Because if we're saying it for the right reason, it's justified. Yeah, if, sure. if what you know, because our end goal is for the greater good, then supposedly, supposedly, well, it's what, what they I believe consider to be the great. Right. It's what I consider the greater good that's going to be most beneficial for me. Right. That's what their greater good is. It's not necessarily that it's beneficial for you or for me. It's what they believe is going to be the most beneficial for them. Right. Just like the, uh, I believe I was talking to you about this earlier, but the uh, Nancy Pelosi getting a, uh, her husband, like days before Biden announces the fact that there's going to be an all electric government fleet of vehicles. Uh, yeah. Goes out and buys stock in <coughs> Tesla. Yeah. So you can't tell me that there's not some kind of insight or something going on there because as soon as oh, they yeah. got that government contract, stocks go up. And he just, you know, he bought it and he rode that stock price up and then he probably sold it and made him a couple million dollars. Oh, probably. Yeah. But but uh, that's good for them. They can do that. Yes, exactly. It's not illegal when we do it because right. we care so much for you. <laughs> right. Mm, don't sound like it to me. There was one other story of Kamala. Kamala. Um, when she was on Ellen, um, she was asked um, a question. Ellen asked her a question about would she want to be stuck in an elevator with Donald Trump, Mike Pence, and Jeff Sessions? Um, and she commented, "Does one of us have to come out alive?" And then everybody laughed, you know, because the f- joke of killing the president and the somebody. vice president, yeah, somebody is is fine. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Uh, as long as as long as she's saying it, right? And it's just like the the dude that was on stage that said, you know, uh, maybe it's time for an actor to take out a president again. Who yeah. was that? Johnny Depp. Jack Leg. Johnny. Yeah, Depp. Johnny Depp. You piece of crap. Yeah. Or Madonna said yeah. that. Uh, um, sometimes I think about blowing up the White House. Hmm. Yeah. So. So they've they've the violence that they've been pushing on their side. 
Nobody yeah. says anything about, nobody cares about. Right. But And we still don't even know what the political motivations of the people that went into the Capitol were. We don't know if they were right. right. We don't know if they were left. We don't know if, you know, someone paid them to be there. And if you're going to prosecute them, then what about all the people that, that went in during the Kavanaugh? Did, right. How many of those people got pro- prosecuted? Any of them? I don't know. Like I said, Nancy says it's the people's house and they have a right to be there. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Kamala seemed to have, she was fine with the people all year, all summer long, all the riots and in, you know, Portland and the federal courthouse there. And she actually started a fund uh, raising money to bail people out um, because she felt they, what they were, like said, what they were doing was justified, even though they were committing crimes, they were hurting people, they were killing people, they were destroying people's property. Um, mm-hmm. They did to a hundred times the the damage and death rate as what happened at the uh, um, Capitol. Now yeah. I know the Capitol is a little more symbolic of us as a country. They were they all need to be arrested and go to jail. Um, but all of them all summer long had needed to be arrested and go to jail and actually be charged with something, not just. We arrest a handful, we take them, and we release, catch and release. So I don't know where they're headed with this. Um, and I don't uh, think anybody, like we were using some of these examples of the Fight Like Hell and Maxine Waters and any of those people. Now, I think they shouldn't be saying things like that. But I don't think anything they're saying is criminal. But I don't think anything Trump said was criminal. Um, I don't think any of it is exciting. I mean, I I still believe in personal responsibility because no matter what you say to me, you're not gonna, you know, say something and I go, oh, I'm if if I'm that far nuts that you say something and it triggers something in me to go out and commit a crime, I had a problem to begin with. I was just looking for a, a match. I already had the wick and, and the fuse. I was just looking for a match. Um, yep. So That's it exactly. Because you can find it in anything. Well, back in when we were kids, it was always rock music that was doing it to the kids. Or it was video games that was causing all the violence. or Violent video right. games, yeah. Um it's because they've, over the years, continued to remove personal responsibility. As long as mm-hmm. we can say you're not responsible for what you do, that it's some underlying cause, then um, we'll some show disease. you what it is. We'll help you with it. And while we're at it, we'll go ahead and feed and clothe and you know take care of you. Um, you don't need to work. We'll just... We'll just continue to. We'll just give you a little money here and there. Um, we'll let. We'll give you mm-hmm. some food. I mean, I don't know where it ends up heading. Um, because I mean, honestly, it's it's easy to get stuck in what you see on new, on the news, what you see on Facebook, what you see on all these things. Um, but like me, my day to day life. Now, when COVID first, the middle of May or. Uh, middle of March was it like 15th 16th when we like well everything started seriously shutting down locking down and that's when the market crashed I think was the 16th um 
because I remember that was the last day I was in the courthouse <clears throat> in one of my counties, and because I was, there was another uh, attorney in there that we I was talking with that we were talking about um, the market crashing, and we were constantly, you know, checking prices on everything, and uh, after that. You know, everything was closed for a good five, six weeks and then slowly started opening back up a little around here. Now, some areas stayed locked down for months and months all summer. Um, but since we kind of started opening back up, my day to day life is no different. Well, my job was considered essential anyway. So my my I didn't. Right. My, my, nothing changed for me. I, I got up and I went to work every day anyway. Yeah. So I throw a yeah, mask so. on when I go in a store here and there. Um, other than that, I mean, we still, if we want to go out to eat, we still go. I mean, we go to Tennessee a lot and Tennessee is still wide open. Like nothing's going on. Um, like it never mm -hmm. existed. Um, yeah. But I enjoy going down into Tennessee now more so than I used to because I can walk into a store over there and they don't say anything to me like, Oh, do you need a mask, sir? No, I don't need one. Good. Yeah. You're good. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Just stay you six know. feet back. Don't get close to me. Yeah. If you stay six feet away from me, I don't need a mask. Yeah. So, Oh, well, we'll finish this up. And, uh, um, everybody needs to go follow us on, uh, you can go to socially sensitive.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at Socially Sensitive Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Socially Sensitive. Um, follow us on Twitter, even though I don't do much on Twitter. Um, socially Sense, because I don't like Twitter. Twitter is like the dumpster fire of the world. Um, you can't write anything on there with uh, a thousand people spewing hatred, no matter what you write. You can say, oh, this is a beautiful flower, isn't it? Why did you kill that flower? You're a horrible human being. Yes, you are. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, follow us, uh, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts at um, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, everywhere. Follow us on uh, YouTube, Socially Sensitive Podcast. Put a video out the other day of Taco and I. We did a uh, um, reaction video to a Tom McDonald song. Um, not much reaction, just more of a watching. <laughs> but I like that song. So it was something, just throw a video on there. Um, and I guess that is uh, about it. Do you have anything? No, I'm good. No. I think uh I think we got it all I think I got pretty much all of it off my chest. <laughs> all right. All right. Well we will see you all later. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at socially sensitive and on Twitter at Socially Sense. Thanks again, and see you next time.